Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. <laughs> Triple M is proud to present MG's Rugby League Rundown. Well, we are back, MG. And what about the timing of this one? Busy, busy day. Breaking news to start with, Sam Burgess is gone from the bunnies. Yeah, it's, it's all happened, hasn't it? It's, um, wow, it's kind of just all basically imploded at Redfin. Um, this is a team that most thought would make the grand final this year. This is a team that had so many high hopes. Um, and, yeah, the, John Morris will be staying on, Sam Burgess. Mm. Uh, the, the timing of it, I just can't believe it. I mean, they've got to buy this week. Um, why, why wouldn't you just, for PR reasons, just say, you know what, we've got two games to go, let's just hang out, hang around how we are and because it's only going to it's only going to create more questions now that everyone's going to say why is Sam going is he you know is he disillusioned have you had a fight with him JD is I know all these I'm glad they got the front foot today at the press conference um well, Blake, the cards, Blake, on, cards on the table Sam Burgess yeah. statement said that I've made the decision to step away from South Sydney given the circumstances that that's telling my immediate, my immediate focus is on the upcoming birth of our baby. He's due to mm-hmm. give birth with his partner, Lucy, and preparing for my new role at Warrington. That mm. is Sam Burgess' statement. Now, this, yep. is, this is the South Sydney CEO, Blake Solly, speaking to the media today. It does feel like yeah. there's things being unsaid. There's no doubt about that. It's, 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 there's more to the story. It's... It's rugby league, Liam. It's the game that keeps giving. We, if, we're, if we were a country, we'd be called Afghanistan. We just keep warring with each other. Um, yeah, look, I, I just, it's, I, look, if I'm reading between the lines, okay, this is, this is me hypothesising. There's a lot of extremely almighty um, big egos at South Sydney, and unfortunately, the coach is probably number eight, eighth or ninth down the ladder. Um, when you've got such a, a, a big presence of players and, and assistant coaches something's going to happen. Something's going to come on toward, you know, we watched the house. Let's go, let's rewind back to the Luke Combs uh, concert last Wednesday. Yes. Okay. The trouble was there with Bam Bam uh, up on stage with Luke. What a, what a, what a buzz. Mm. But then if you're doing that, you've got to come out on the weekend against the, the Knights and you've got to play, you've got to be man of the match. You've got to, you know, to you've dominate. got to know that. Someone's got to tell the trail that at, at the rabbit eyes, you want to do that. It's, you know, other players are watching it, um, and we don't mind you have a beer through the week. But this is kind of this is all about preparation. We've got a we're, we're taking on a, a team that's red hot at the moment. We need you at your best, and um, that you open yourself to criticism if you don't. And this, that's exactly what's happened. That's exactly what happened. And, and, and I think to just to jump on that as well, MG. I think because we we see those clips from American sport. Of of athletes, Travis Kelsey jumps to mind the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. We see these moments where athletes like Kelsey are, are sideline at at basketball or at baseball or at ice hockey or whatever, and when they get, come up on camera and skull beers, which is what Latrell did at this concert, and we love it. Yep. We we the fans go nuts for it, and we love it. But you're right about the expectation of performance that then comes with it. Latrell, not only was he did he not dominate. But it's the it's the incident involving Tyson Frizzell, that lazy cheap yep. shot that that Latrell has come out and said, I've worked really hard to get that out of my game. I haven't done anything like that since the Joey Manu yep. incident a couple of years back, and he's right. He has. He's right. 
But it's the timing. It's the fact that he has that slip up off the back of the moment on stage with Luke Combs. And now all these things pile up and Souths are faced with a must-win game against the Roosters in a week and a half from now that if they lose, they miss finals and this becomes an enormous shit show. Uh, a lot bigger story. So in 2021, they made the grand final, yeah, against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the following year with uh, Adam Reynolds' departure, they come seventh. And, you know, they, they had a fair, fair season. This year, they're, they're clinging to, to life on, on eighth position on the ladder. Mm. Um, they've got a bye this weekend, which has come at the worst possible time for a team that is in disarray. You want to get out. The, the only thing you want to do is get out and play footy. You, you don't want to be sitting around just training and twiddling your thumbs. Um, and then they've got the Roosters, as you just mentioned, Liam, the last game of the season, which is going to come down to basically if they win that, they, they'll play semi-final football, but they'll do yeah. it without Latrell. And that's a big if because the Roosters have been travelling on pretty well. If, if you ask me right now, will the Roosters uh, beat the Rabbitohs? I would say yes um, because at the moment they just look very dysfunctional. They, you know, that's, there's I, when, when the assistant coaches are getting more press than, than other entities of your game, there's something happening. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's something happening that um, I think, and not that, just more press, MG, more money too. Because Buzz Rothfield's reporting today. Have you seen this? No. Like we know that, that Sam Burgess' uh, medical retirement um, in 2019 because of that shoulder situation. He yep. still had. Uh, this is according to Buzz. He still had four years to go on his playing contract. Wow. He had an option for next season as part of that playing contract. So the reports from Buzz Rothfield. Golden is that next year, Sam Burgess, no longer employed by the club, coaching Warrington in the Super League, is going to get paid $700,000 by South Sydney <laughs> oh. when he's on the other side of the planet. Yeah, well, good money if you can get it. And, you know, it's, it's all about if you can get it. And it's, it's yeah, look, it's I've got no doubt that Sam is a massive personality. He's got a massive presence. He's a, he's a leader of men. Mm-hmm. And I can see how that could ruffle a few feathers in, in a dressing room of, of guys who are trying to work at, or ascertain who the main man is out of Demetrio or or, um, or Burgess or, or or Hornby or John Morris or well, he's or essentially the, the third or, or highest Luttrell. third highest paid player at the club, and he's an assistant coach. Yeah. I would I would but, guess that only Latrell and Cody Walker are getting more coin than he is. Maybe Cam Murray, but. That is an awkward situation for a club to exist yeah. in, sure. And that's what that, that happens again when you lose. All these lo- If they're sitting in third position, we're not having this conversation. The fact mm. that the, they've, they've imploded on the footy field is why we're having this conversation. And the fact that you know they went up to Newcastle in a game that most thought they would bounce back with and say, okay, well, here they come. They're gonna, they're, they're, they've got their bye this week. They've just had a great win against Newcastle who are travelling well. Now, nothing would have been said. Nothing would have happened. The, the loss and the midweek, you know, concert have kind of just been times by a hundred because of they've they've lost. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know the intricacies. Look, it's going to be interesting to see what Russell Crowe's got to say about this. Mm. Um, obviously, he's a big, big fan of Sam Burgess. We haven't heard his statement yet about what's going forward, but we just heard Blake Solly at the top of this podcast. And, oh, yeah, I think Denny Wilder asked him about it. And I watched the podcast. Oh, sorry, I watched the, the press conference today. And they they spoke about all the things we're speaking about at the moment. And um, the question was put to Solly and, um, you know, was, was Sam pushed? And obviously, now that you're saying this from Buzz, I, I, I dare say that if they kept it all hush, what's going on, 
that the money would still be coming. You know, if if if, if you yeah. if we keep this in the four walls, let's just get on with it. That the the pandemonium will, will 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 dissipate and we can get on with life. But if they don't beat Roosters next week, there's going to be even more drama. You would feel. Do you know what's terrifying? And you know this. I mean. It's called the burrow, but you could call it the sieve right now because it's leaking like one. Because not only, uh, I mean, has all this come out, but further, have you, Andrew Webster, Webby, who is is one of the best in the business, somehow he has got direct quotes from within a video review session at the club. Wow. Which relate to which relate to an interaction reportedly between Latrell Mitchell and Cam Murray. Where Latrell has said, When I call for it, give it to me. And Cam Murray has reportedly said most of the time you're not there. That for that to come out, you've been in video review sessions. Yeah. Yeah. How how does that get out to a journo? It's it's yeah. It's imploding. The whole joint is imploding at the moment. That's... They need something. It's, and it's not, it's not like South Sydney, is it? It's not the South Sydney that we've come to know and love who have been around every prelim final, it seems, in the last 10 years. They've always been thereabouts, and they've been a, an institution as far as you know, finals go in the last decade. Um, they, this, this, this last, this, well, the last few days, obviously, it, it's all come to a head. But mm. uh, what's been bubbling away under the surface up until that, that point, and I, I keep going back to the personalities um, I think Michael Chamis in the Herald wrote something on the weekend about, um, you know, the Cody Walker and uh, Latrell Mitchell basically having total autonomy in what the how yeah. the team runs. Um, and, and look, I, I've been in teams where the better players get different dispensations, but it's always about the best players who are leading the way on the training paddock and on the field as well. So, I, I was I, when I'm a, a, not the best player on a, on a team, which is I never have been. I'm always happy to see the best players getting some rewards for their for their leadership and their their toughness on the field, but I don't think we're seeing that at South at the moment. I think we're seeing maybe if I can read between the lines, Sam has kind of challenged the likes of Latrell and Cody, and it's kind of rubbed them up the wrong way. They've probably told Demetrio about it, and we're seeing what we're seeing. That, that's yeah, and that is that's a not an unreasonable conclusion. To get back to that whole rules for some, I, I think if South's a, if South's the top of the ladder and making grand finals, you want Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walking get Cody Walker and probably Camro getting special treatment. These are yeah. the stars of your team. They should be getting, you know, the uh, different treatment to a first year rookie or or you know somebody a journeyman or a first year player at the club. But this is not it's not an it's not a you know blanket rule across sporting teams, the reality is there are better players than others and the better players get, you know, preferential treatment. It's how this, it's not a democracy. Anyway. But it's, 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 it's the fall from grace from this team that I, I've, I've, I've just, it's hard to fathom because you look at their team on paper, you've got Latrell at fullback, you've got Alex Johnson and Tane Mill, Campbell Graham, um, you've got Cody and Lachlan Ilias. I suppose he's going to come under a little bit of pressure as well, the kid. Damien Cook, Damien Cook, Jai Arrow on the mm. front row. Um, they've missed big. They've missed big Tommy Burgess, um, who's been out. Uh, Jacob Host, Callum Matungi played Origin this year. Um, you know the, the and Cam Murray. You're right. They've got a team that compete with, and they should have been better. If 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 they if they were a better, if they, if things weren't as hostile, um, away from the playing field, which is obvious. Mm. You, Newcastle don't beat them what twenty nine points to ten, if Souths are travelling okay. That, that this doesn't happen, no matter how mm. good Newcastle are going. Newcastle bashed them up. 
Mm. They were never in that game. There was a contentious eight try, eight, eight, uh, penal, eight tackle try, and there was another point where the, the ball hit the ref. But the, the, South weren't in the game. South scored the least points out of any, any team in the competition last round, uh, 10 points. And even even Parramatta, the hapless Parramatta, scored 12 points. So there's there's bigger problems at, at hand here. And I think they're – I'd like to know what someone like Jack Whiten's feeling about all this. Uh, well, that's what's been flagged. That's what's been flagged is, like, is you know, he, is he does, having second? Is he having does, itchy feet? Does Jack want to find a way to stay at, at the Raiders? Which I don't, th- I don't, I don't think he would. I think, you know, if all no. the talk is true, he he wants to win a comp. And you just ran through that team sheet. That's a team that can win the comp if if they're a happy, engaged, committed group. Which, you know, you. They, should, they, they don't seem to be, and, and, and to be. It's, as we're as we're you know it's quarter to one on a on a Wednesday as we're recording this podcast. You can bet your bottom dollar that in the next few three or four hours we're going to see a lot more come out. And um, as I said, South Sydney would wish they were playing this weekend because they're going to just sit back mm. and like a like a boxer copping it on the ropes. They've got to take it. They've got to they've got to cop their punishment because mm-hmm. they've got no retaliation because they can't have an opportunity to express themselves on a footy field and. Um, yeah, look, it's going to be hard do, for them, mate. It's going to be hard. Make for a them. prediction for me now. Do they play finals? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. I, I don't see them beating Roosters in the last game. We're going to get to the tips for the round ahead. The other story that I want to talk about, MG. I've got a. I've got a. Uh, a graphic in front of me that's been sent to me by producer Owen. Yep. Uh, for Battle on the Reef. Yes. Saturday, the seventh of October, Townsville Entertainment and Convention Centre. It's going to be on Stan Sport as well. Battle on the Reef, Pro Boxing and Rugby League. We have got uh, some uh, some rugby league players who want to throw down. Yeah. I'd, Junior Paolo, I... T- Jason Taumalolo, Nelson Asofa Solomona. They're some big boys. Oh, yeah. But the reason I bring this up, MG, mm-hmm. there's a certain rugby league player who uh, has announced that he doesn't want to be a rugby league player anymore. He wants to be mm. a boxer. Yeah. Tavita Pangai Jr. TPJ. Yeah. Now is he finishing? Is he done already? Or is he finishing up at the end of the season? End of it's, the season. No, he? he's finishing. Yeah, he's got a couple of games to go. Couple of games to go, right with the Bulldogs. Yep. Now, I think it was Braithen Astor on NRL three hundred and sixty um, that speculated the idea of, oh, you know, he'll go away and have a fight and then decide he's not quite finished with the game of rugby league. Yep. I have heard a whisper. Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard TPJ the, the Dolphin, yeah. and it it hasn't even ta- he hasn't even finished with the Bulldogs yet, and no. report uh, not reportedly, but uh, uh, whispers abound that he could be making a home for himself in on the the Brisbane Peninsula next year. Yeah, look, uh, in the last few seasons, he's been a he's, he's resembled a reluctant rugby league player. You know, he's got all the skill and strength and size that it takes to become a first grade rugby league player and a rep player, which he's become. But the hardest part is the consistency and the drive that you need to be one. And um, he seems to have lacked that. And he came out with a statement earlier in the week saying that I never really liked rugby league, to be honest. My parents, you know, basically put me into it because that's what we did as, as you know, as Samoans or Tongans. That's, that's what we do. That's, mm. we're, big, we're big bodies. We know, we know that we're going to be good rugby league players. And... Um, I read between the lines and then I thought, you know what, he's, I'm glad that he's been transparent mm. and honest about it because I, I, I'd, I wouldn't like to see, then see 
in in two or three weeks' time, or whenever he finishes his boxing match, that he then signs with the the Dolphins because that's not starting your, your rugby league career off in the new club in a good manner when you've just yeah. bullshitted to the to the masses that you didn't really like rugby league and now you just sign with another club. Well, that means you're doing it all for the money. And mm. when you do it just for the money, you never, ever win because the rugby league's too hard a job to be doing it for money. You've got to have your heart in it 100%. And if, you can't, if your heart's in it 99 or 98%, you'll be found out. So I, I think he'd be, I think he'd be a good boxer. I think, you know, you know, his poor gallon has shown that you can make a lot, a lot of money in boxing if you become as good as he did. If Tavita can become three quarters of what Gal did, well, there's a lot of money to be made. But as far as the rugby league goes, well, I suppose it's about what's his, what's his space, isn't it? As it always is. Well, just to pour a little bit more fuel on the Tavita, the Dolphin Fire. Uh, where, where do you where do you think Tavita played his best football? When when was he playing his best football? Broncos. Right. Who was his coach? Wayne Bennett. Right. Where else did he play some some good football? Penrith. Or Tonga, maybe. Tonga. Guess who was his coach at Tonga? Wayne Bennett. Christian Wolfe. Christian Wolfe is with me. Guess who becomes the Dolphins head coach in 2025? You put your little jigsaw puzzle together, haven't you? Just saying, MJ. I'm just saying. Look, if I I was a betting man right at the moment and someone said, here's $1,000 to put on Tafita Pengai Jr. playing (laughs) rugby league again at $2, would you put it on? I'd say, yes, I will. Yes, I will. <laughs> but because you're a long time retired and, you know, it's... it's. And he's still, what, 27? He's only 27 or 28. He's only a kid as far as rugby league front rowers or second rowers go. So he's, he's yeah, he's got a lot mm. to offer. I, I, yeah. I, that, that six weeks he had with Penrith is one of the best I've seen him play because he was so disciplined. And he become, he wasn't the, he, he wasn't the man, inverted commas. He didn't have to be the man. He yeah. just had to slot into a system. Mm. That's what he's got. That's that's where he's in his happy space as, as a footballer goes. I think when he's yeah. not required to be the hitman and do everything, you know, he just gets his gets the role. He, he'd be good. Like he's he's a good kid. I like him. Yeah. Um, but now, obviously, I, he's not. It didn't work at the Bulldogs. He's not working at the Bulldogs. I should he have said something. I should have said something straight off the top, MG, just about you and I needing to be careful because we now know that podcasters can get in trouble. Oh, yes. We, the West Tigers have shown that they are not above going after yeah. podcasters. So let's just, yes. we, we preface everything with allegedly these yeah. days because yeah. I can't believe no, they've think, gone after a podcaster. Look, I can't I, believe I, so that. I, look, I see what I see where Lee was coming through. With sure. That. Lee says, I don't mind what people say, or, and, and, but don't get personal. Yeah, get personal and 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 kind of misconstrued things that other people who aren't quite as intelligent might think that that oh that's that's true. Oh, so if they get... if if football clubs and not just the West Tigers, but if football clubs start chasing um, down every podcast yeah. <laughs> that says something uh, defamatory about them, you're going to be busy. Well, you're podcasters are like managers busy. now, aren't they? There's more podcasters. Oh, yeah, than everyone... <laughs> everyone's a podcaster. <laughs> Everyone's a podcast. Actually, I'm starting a new podcast. I'll tell you about it later. Oh uh, my let's, goodness, let's, yes. I'm not. Let's 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 talk about football, Sex, please. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about you and me. Well, we can if you'd like. <laughs> let's talk about football for crying out loud. Yeah, let's let's talk about some football. To quote Anthony Maroon, let's get back to football. Round 26, two rounds to go, MG, and there is still so much to play oh, yeah. for this season. The minor premiership is still up for grabs between the Panthers and the Broncos, and the Panthers can can put one hand on that trophy uh, this Thursday night when they take on the Eels at home in Penrith. 
Yeah, I think this game, um, as of maybe an hour ago, was officially a sellout. If there isn't, there's only about 300 tickets left, um, which is amazing on a Thursday night. It's the first time that I can remember a Penrith game on a Thursday night being sold out. Obviously, being having your neighbour, uh, Parramatta, in the in the Battle of the West helps that um, because there is there are a lot of Penrith and Parramatta fans, both at Parramatta and Penrith. So um, Penrith have been fantastic this year. They have been... Can I be honest and say that I didn't think they'd be as good as they were or are? I just didn't expect them to be so rampant around this time of the year. It's They started off pretty gingerly, and, I, and we all put that in the back of um, you know the World Club Challenge, and then they got beat by the Broncos by a field goal. So they lost, two, they lost their first two games this season by a field goal, both to St. Helens and then to, to the Broncos. And we thought, okay, well, they're, they're going to take a while to... You know, most didn't come back till late January to train after being at the World Cup, so... Now that they're in their mojo, um, it's just a it's just a, a beautiful thing to watch what they do. They're just a, they're a com- complete rugby league team, who don't who just make sure the one percenters are done. Their defensive structures are just sound, and this could have been a juggernaut of a game if if Parramatta were in the hunt um, mm. for semi final action. We would have seen something really special. I think we still will, because and Mitchell Moses being out is another one. But I, I can't go against I, I can't go against Panthers on their home no. deck. Parramatta are a, are a proud club, even if um, you know some of their performances this year haven't shown it. Uh, just quick, at another time, maybe when we get into the finals a bit, MG, we do need to seriously look at where this Panthers team sits in the pantheon of great teams. Pardon the pun, because it's, it's seriously impressive. Seriously impressive what this football club is achieving at the moment. Well, if they win the comp this year, they're the best in the NRL era. They're the best by, by a mile because no one's done it. Parramatta yeah. did it in 81, 82, 83 without a salary cap. With the salary cap being so stringent and Penrith losing one or, or two major players each year, let's go back a few years and go to Burton, um, Kikau, Coruscant, mm. um, Crichton is going to the Bulldogs. So that's kind of where they're at. That's what they've got to kind of consign themselves to be, that team that's going to lose a major player each season because they simply can't afford them. But um, I think if they win the comp, they're the best. They're the best that we've seen in, in the modern era. Second game for the round, Friday night, 6 o'clock game, Warriors in New Zealand hosting the Dragons. The Warriors are, are guaranteed... Uh, or basically guaranteed a top four spot, regardless of the outcome of the last two games. But they win this and they can avoid, probably avoid the Panthers in in first week of finals football. I think everyone would be, uh, no one wants to play Penrith at, at Bluebet Stadium in the first week of the finals, and especially Melbourne don't. Melbourne got a shocking record there. So, um, yeah, the Warriors against Dragons, you can't see anything but a Warriors victory. Um, they, were, they were good against the, the Seagulls. Obviously that moment, which we'll we'll quickly chat about, which Mm. was the the Garrick tackle, who has now fractured his back. Um, I think sometimes in rugby league, everyone was saying, oh, it's the rules, the rules, the rules. But some things happen in the game where if that was – if Nickel Klockstadt got there about a second earlier Mm. or or a millisecond earlier, Garrick ends up on his head and has no control over his body because he's in the midair. That's what we're trying to eliminate. We – we don't want to see a broken neck because of someone going into the legs. That's in every day of the week. That's a reckless and dangerous tackle. He didn't mean it. There's no way that, that Clogstad meant it. But that rule has got to be gone. That rule, when the ball bounces, that you can have full full, full go at the guys in the air's legs. Come on, it's, it's 2023. It's time to it's time to 
um, change that change that rule to say that it doesn't matter if the ball bounces, doesn't matter if the ball hits the ground ten times. If the, if someone's in the air, you cannot touch their legs. Simple That's as it. that. Move on. It's unfortunate that it's taken this sort of incident. Yeah, it for, is for, and, the, for, for this conversation to be had because you would yeah. hope that there is somebody just essentially keeping their eye across the rules of the game consistently yep. as they attempt to improve occupational health and safety for the players in a contact sport, as silly as that sounds. Um, Dolphins, Cowboys. Now, I was actually having a chat with the CEO of the Dolphins uh, earlier today, Terry Reader. Not a sellout, and obviously finals are off the table for the Dolphins, but the Cowboys very much need this win. But they're expecting 32, maybe 33,000 at this game at Suncorp on Friday night. Yeah, well, the Roosters have won. Uh, the Roosters are going. Who are we talking? Obviously, oh, we the Dolphins and Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys and Dolphins on the Friday night. Friday night. Um, yeah, look, Dolphins for mine have been that that team who are fantastic. They've kind of leveled out the playing field mm. somewhat, um, and allowed other teams who want a franchise in this game to be a little bit more excited about it because they've shown that you can you can use fringe first graders more than once. And a lot of them have played this five or six, seven, eight games this year from the Dolphins, and uh, they've been fantastic. But I think there's more on the line for the Cowboys in this game. I don't know if – is Val Holmes back for this game? Do we know? Uh, Val, Val Holmes, Holmes is not in the – no. They've oh. got Peter Hickey on, and one of the great names in rugby league for mine, Zach Laybutt. In the other centre yeah. spot, um, that's a big loss because he's been he's been missed a bit. Um, he's still out suspended <laughs> for that shot on uh, Jade and Campbell. Against they were, they the were very ordinary last week against the uh, the Sharkies. Mm. The Cowboys were um, up there as well, thirty two twelve on their home deck. This one's yeah. Oh, look, you know what? I'm going to lean between. I'm leaning towards the Dolphins. Ooh, I'll tell you what. You know what happens if the Dolphins cause the upset, don't you? Someone what? on this podcast tipped the Cowboys to miss finals this year. Yes, very. We'll mm. go back to that next week if they do. So I'm trying to help. You. I'm trying to help a brother out, man. Saturday, they've lost, the... they lost five in a row about the Dolphins. So yeah, they're, they're, they're not. Never... <laughs> they're not. They've beached themselves. Yeah, they <laughs> struggle. They need to come be on, pushed come back on, Flip. Get inside the water. Uh, Saturday, three o'clock. Storm at home, taking on the Titans. Uh, the Titans are just, they're just des- they're just clawing their way to the Des Hasler era, which kicks off uh, once this season finally finishes. Tom Weaver, not a bad effort on debut last week at yeah. number seven, um, but they're coming up against the might of the Melbourne Storm this Storm, week. Storm, in a word. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just, you, West, uh, Gold Coast Titans just need to get to season 2024. Yeah, they do. You, you said it, the Des era. They just can't wait for they it. When it comes, for- it's going to be different for them. I think more exciting. Roosters, West Tigers. The Roosters, unbelievably, I mean, aside from the Knights, the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Warriors, they're a form team of the NRL right now. They've somehow put themselves back in finals contention. Yeah, just before we do get onto that, obviously, too, uh, Pappenhausen is back for Melbourne as well on the. Oh, sorry, extended, we, uh, yeah, the Pap. Extended, extended bench. So uh, that is fantastic news, almost uh, 13 months. Do you think he plays? Back. I think he would. I think this is the perfect game to bring him back as number 14 on the bench and just let him, you know. Ease into the contest um, against a team that, you know, kind of you get them early and they could submit. Um, so, yeah, I, I think so. But welcome back to Pappy. Uh, on to the Roosters. Great to have him back. Three in a row. I put the line through the Roosters a month ago. Mm. I, I, I think most did. I, I didn't think many people saw them winning three in a row. And they've done it on the back of Luke Keary. Uh, Luke Keary's kind of up the ante. This week he gets his partner in crime back yes. for the first time since round nine. Sam Walker. I was at North Sydney Oval. Um, on Sunday to see the Panthers and the the Bears play, and Panthers had a, had a win against the top of the table Bears. Sammy Walker was class. He's all class. He's got a lot of time with the ball. His kicking game is astute. 
Um, and he's a first-grade rugby league player. So mm. that'll be a welcome return for him. Um, yeah, I think it's – I think it's – you know, Tigers of Tigers – we keep talking about the Tigers. There's green shoots. For, there's green shoots for the Tigers. There's there's some things to be excited about. Um, but at the moment, they just can't compete with the top sides. And obviously, you know, Benji's got a four year deal now to to bite down on and and try and do something with his team. And I think he will. I think I think Benji could be a surprise packet next season. And not for nothing either. But there is a wooden spoon to contend for here. I mean, if the Dragons um, yeah. lose this week and the Tigers can cause an upset, they yeah. go into the final round of the season with the Dragons hosting the Knights and the West Tigers taking on Manly. And it's not like the AFL where there's a, a reward in terms of draft pick for finishing last, but there is a pride factor. And these players, these players don't want a wooden spoon on their, uh, you know, or another one in the case no. of some of them on their CV. So, no. um, Jared Warrior Hargreaves back into the side though for the Roosters. We know yeah, the yeah. influence. He's like a Tommy Turbo type influence on the yep. Roosters from a record perspective. So, makes it hard for the Tiggies. Uh, Saturday night in the nation's capital, the Raiders taking on the Broncos. This is going to be a good game, actually. This obviously the Broncos still fighting for the minor premiership with Penrith. Corey Oates will finally bring up. Game number 200 as well. Um, and, and you know, are we seeing the final um, instalment of Corey Oates as a Bronco? There's questions about where he is next year with one year to go on his contract, an option in his favour, but it's not quite the coin he wants. Yeah, being linked to the, the Newcastle Knights already, and this could be the last time we see him outside of the uh, the final series, you know, mm. in a Broncos jersey, which would be a shame because he's, he's been a very, uh, he's been a fantastic uh, servant for the Broncos. Um Look, this is a game of the round for mine. I think I don't know what we're going to get. I know, well, you know, what you're going to get it for the Broncos. They're going to be rampant. They want the they want the minor premiership. No um, Adam Reynolds. No Adam Reynolds. That's the big out. And last week they were not real convincing the Raiders against the Bulldogs, thirty six twenty four. They got they were without Jack Whiten as well. But so I'm not sure whether he's back again this week. If he's, he's named back. amongst the extended reserves, but yeah. Um, if, um, if look, I can't there. go past the Broncos. Like on form, you look at these two teams. You just can't go past the Broncos. Well, this, this, just for a second, too, the forward pack of this Broncos team. Flegler, and tip your hat to Billy Walters, who... Oh, he's, he's, much, the, he's the most improved player in the competition, Billy Walters. If he I had reckon. any other surname, yep. it'd be a completely different conversation yep. about Billy Walters. But because of the fact that he is the son of the coach, you know, there's all those people going, oh, well, he's son of the coach. But yeah, no. he's, had a, he's had a wonderful season at number nine for the Broncos in, a, in an area that people went, well, that's their weak area. Yeah. It hasn't been. Tom Flegler, Billy Walters, Payne Haas, and then Kurt Capewell, Jordan Ricky, Pat Carrigan. That is an outs- that's as good as any pack in the comp. That is as good as any team, any pack in the competition it is. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, they've, still got, they've got a great bench. Uh, they, you know, when the bench is like it is as well, you've, you've mm. got to think that the Broncos... Jensen, Hetherington, yeah, it's yep. a good bench. Uh, Bulldogs, Manly, this is Sunday afternoon, Acor Stadium. The Bulldogs, for so many years, they were the team that would, would disrupt other teams' finals chances on the run home. Yep. And yet... A win feels just so desperately needed at, at Canterbury at the moment. Yeah, you know, you, you get the feeling this is the one. You get the feeling this is the one because um, they've got the Titans away, and I don't think they'll beat them up there in the last round of the season. Um, you think this Manly is the are one. a game and a half outside of the eight as well. So yeah, I think this is Manly can't make the eight. Yeah, Manly can't make the eight. So they they're not going to be pushing as hard as psychologically. As you would be if you were, you know, if you win this game, you you become eighth or seventh. They can't make the eight, so they, their kind of pressure valve won't be as as intense. So I think this is the one. I think this is the one the doggies get up. They they scored twenty four points against the Raiders last week in Canberra. 
So they can score points. They've just got to stop them. They've got to stop the points coming the other way. Manly have got plenty of points in them with DC around the halves. Schuster's been dropped. That's a big out as far as names mm-hmm. go. It's the, the kid must feel like he's in a washing machine. I mean, look, it's not his fault to, to be on that much money. But whoever at Manly signed him, because mm. the Tigers offered him a million dollars, the manager has played both clubs off the break. <laughs> the manager of, of, of Schuster deserves a, <laughs> a medal because what he's done is highway robbery, but he's gotten away with it. Yeah. So the, kid, the kid's nowhere near $800,000. Everyone knows that. No. And it's, 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 it's a shame that we're talking about his wage all the time, because, but, but that's the cutthroat game of rugby league. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, last week he came on as a reserve and didn't make one run and, and had, you know, made five tackles and had two errors. The, the kid that just got to get the ball. I would, I would for the last game, I'd put him front row for the last couple of games Ooh. and just say, get the ball, run as hard as you can and play the ball as quick as you can. And guess what's going to happen the third or fourth time you run? You're going to get your, your right or left arm away for an offload. But, yeah. but don't do it until you've had five runs or six runs. Just get him in the middle. Get him used to that that intense de- defense that he's not he's not re- he's not ready for at the moment. And mm. you know, I, I feel for the kid. I really do. I hope that he, I hope he has a massive off season. I hope that, you know, the way that everyone keeps talking about his fitness and his size, it's you know that's the cutthroat business of rugby league. But sometimes yeah. it's a little bit cruel as well. Yeah. Uh, quickly before we move on from this game. Gordon Chan Kum Tong. Am I saying yeah. it correctly? Well, you're saying another, another great name, making his debut for Manly. What a great... A, great to see a Gordon back in the NRL. I don't know yeah. if there's many floating around at the moment. But great to see a 21-year-old Gordon. Um, but this is a, you know, this is a, a 91 kg short ass uh, who it, there's some good raps on too, and he's coming off the bench in the 14 for Manly. Where's he playing? What position does he play? He's a hooker. He's a hooker. Oh, good on him. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Well, they've been going great in the New South Wales Cup. Have uh, Blacktown, which is the feeder club for the the Seagulls. They've been fantastic. They've, they've overachieved this year as far as most think, but they're pushing for a top three position in the New South Wales Cup. So um, he's, been a, he's been a shining light for them as well. Um, so good on him. It's good that they're rewarding uh, young Madison um, about a month ago was re- mm. rewarded for his, his service in reserve grade as well. So that's what it's all about. If you play good footy in reserves, you, you expect to be – you know, given that next echelon up, and good on him. I'm That's glad it. he's playing. Welcome to the big time, Gordon. Welcome, welcome to the NRL, Gordon. Um, great name. Great to have a Gordon back in the NRL. Uh, righto, we've got, uh, what have we got? One game to get through. What a game. Who who Ooh, would have thought, who would have thought we would talk about the Newcastle Knights as being red hot? Wow. Absolutely scorching to the touch, the Newcastle Knights. This team at the moment, what are they, five on the bounce? Seven. S- Jeez. Seven. They've won seven in a row. Uh, seven weeks ago, they won 66 nil against the Bulldogs. And that was the week that if they got beaten by the Bulldogs, Adam O'Brien was gone. Adam O'Brien was going to get the sack. So <clears throat> we said back then that the players obviously liked the, go, liked the coach because players don't win so emphatically if you don't like the bloke who you're getting instructions mm-hmm. off. You kind of put your, your coat on the hanger and go, well, let's just wait till his demise and then we'll pick our gear up. But they obviously like him. I've said again the the non-origin playing of Caelan Ponga and, and Dane Gagai to a lesser degree has made this team exactly what it is because I think I think Ponga's watching Reese Walsh from afar. Um, you silly if you're not. He's he's been in simulating form and seeing what he did for Origin he, and Ponga's kind of been okay. I need to get back there. I need to get back there really quick. 
And now mm. we're talking about who the best fullbacks in the comp are. Well, three, two months ago it was Dylan Edwards. Now we're talking about it's a, it's a, it's a tie between um, you know, Ponga and Walsh. So mm. it's, uh, fullback is in this competition, my goodness. They've got so many good fullbacks. So many good fullbacks. And just on Dylan Edwards, he's, his consistency amazes me. I, I, I've never seen a guy in the last three seasons not, not play a bad game. He hasn't played a bad game, and I don't because he, well, he does so much away from the field. When you run on the field, that's the easy part. That's you hear yeah. a lot of athletes say that. When I when I play or when I when I compete, that's the easy part of my my week. The hard part is what I put into making my performance so good, mm-hmm. and that's Dylan Edwards in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, just quickly, the the ramifications of this game are significant because basically these two teams or the Sharks are basically home for finals, right? They're they're two games clear of yep. the chasing pack of Rabbitohs, Cowboys, and Roosters, all on twenty eight. But their four and against is um, extremely superior, especially to the Roosters can they make and the, Cows. Can they get the top four? Can they get the top four? The, the Sharks? Sharkies can get the top four. Yeah, absolutely. The Melbourne Storm are a game ahead. Um, yep. Now, if the Storm win. They lock themselves into a top four, and the Sharks can probably resign themselves to a um, a home final. But the, where this gets big is for the Newcastle Knights, because if they win, they'll leapfrog um, the Sharks because they've got a superior four and against, or their four and against is basically the same. Similar, but if they yeah. win, and that what the, what that then does for the Knights is puts them in a position for a home final, and their home wow. they, this season away they're four and six, so they're not yep. they're not good away at yep. home. Eight and three, so this yeah. is a different. This is a different team when they're playing in front of their home fans. So this game, and they've got the Dragons in the last round as well. So this is, it's. We know how hard it is to stay up, and Adam O'Brien has had this team up for a long stretch now. But if he can keep them up for just another week and a yeah. half, all of a sudden you're talking about Newcastle Knights getting a home final, oh, wow. and and you know we talked about. The top four being fearful of the – or the you know Panthers and Broncos fearing the Warriors. The Knights are the most scary prospect outside that top four right now. Well, I think 1989, the Raiders won nine in a row to win the comp um, on that on that streak. And that, that obviously that famous grand final against the Tigers when they won in extra time. Um, they, they remind me a lot of the, the Raiders in 89 um, because they have come from nowhere like the Raiders did back then. Um, they've got a team of, of guys who – are just playing in your face. They're, they're playing a brand of footy that no one can stop Ponger at the moment. No one. Yeah, um, Campbell Graham was on him last week, and he made Campbell Graham look like a, a Jersey Fleet player, <laughs> with all the respect, due respect to Jersey Fleet players. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how hot he is at the moment. Uh, Marju had scored three tries in the first half, thanks to Ponger. So he's got the hot hand, which in turn has seen his, his teammates have the, the hot hand, and this is the, I just said before that I thought the, the, the round the game of the round would be the Raiders and the Broncos. I think this is by far the game of the round. It's on a Sunday afternoon. Let's hope the weather is good up at uh, McDonald Stadium. It's uh, 4 p.m. on a Sunday. The Knights v. Sharks. Wow. Bring it on. I, I think it's what, going to be very high scoring. We, we talked a little bit about how best to describe this halves pairing last week on the pod, MG, but I think I figured it out. Jackson Hastings and Tyson Gamble are the hard rubbish halves pairing of the NRL. <laughs> they are, they are, I mean, this is club number three for, for Tyson Gamble. He had a game at the West Tigers, had some at the Broncos. Now he's found a home here at the Knights. And Jackson Hastings, Roosters, Seagulls, Salford Red Devils, Wigan Warriors, West Tigers. Now, the, the, these two players have been thrown out on the medium strip 
that many times, people have walked by and go, oh, yeah, I'll take that home, I'll pick it up. Oh, no, I'll just throw it out at the next hard rubbish. And here they find themselves looking at semi-final football and, as you talked about, just being themselves, just playing aggressive, in-your-face football. I, I, this is – if your team is not going to make finals this year – the Newcastle Knights is the team you're getting behind for mine. Yeah, I, I, you're 100% right. And that, they did it this game on the weekend against Rabbitohs without um, Hastings as well because Clune obviously filled in for him in the halves. And But Hastings has been interim, instrumental in getting them where they are. I've always liked Gamble from his Broncos days. I've always liked that kind of – his strut. He's a, he's a, he's a strutter. He's a, he's a guy in the same vein as Jerome Luai. Mm-hmm. They're these guys who just get in your face. They're five eights who just love to play against the. He's big a boys. massive five eight. Oh, he's a, he's you he, know he's he six big, two and ninety five yeah, kgs. He is big for five eight. But I, I yeah. love that style of play. I love that knock him down, drag him out style of play. The first yeah. first person to get into Latrell on the weekend when he put that elbow in the back of uh, Frizzell was Gamble. Oh, you yeah. know he's, he's he comes to play, <laughs> and that's that, that that's the dogged play yeah. that Newcastle have been famous. Yeah. No, I, this is a hard game to pick. I've got to go with the momentum. I have got to go with the Newcastle Knights to make it eight in a tip. row. Mind you, the Sharkies have got some momentum about them as yeah. well at the moment. Um, what I will say, if I can say one thing to Adam O'Brien, and I know that he listens, just don't let Tyson go on a podcast between now and the finals. Just keep him. Just just keep Tyson Gamble off the podcast. We don't need him uh, giving his opinions on who's coaching the side as he did with his time at the Broncos anyway. Uh, look, we've got to get out of here. Massive weekend of football coming up. It's been a pleasure. To everybody, all you Bunnies fans out there, hold tight, stand firm. Your club's been through a lot, but uh, we know that you'll get through this. MG, till next week. Giddy up, baby. Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.